and welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Transportation System. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everyone, and welcome to the first full episode of the Double Dose of Disney podcast. My name is Brittany, and I'm joined here by my co-host and amazing husband, Tony. Today we will be talking all about our first trip to Disney, which made us fall in love with everything Disney, from the parks, to the history, to all of the details that Disney puts into everything. And we're going to be sharing a few lessons that we learned along the way, which we've since incorporated into all of our trips, and we highly recommend incorporating into your vacations as well. We're caffeinated and ready to go. That's probably the best tip. Be caffeinated when you go to Disney. <laughs> we actually started our morning. Um, we went and grabbed a Starbucks. And it's going to be a fun Disney day. We are actually going to go see Haunted Mansion today, which we cannot wait to go see. So I guess getting into our first trip to Disney together, we went in February of 2020. We had started planning our vacation um, in... I think it was like August or September of that year. And initially I was like, I'm going to plan this whole vacation just because I like planning things. Obviously that's what I do for a living. But at the same time, we quickly realized that planning a Disney vacation on your own is, can be overwhelming. Um, so I reached out to a travel planner and, um, at the time we booked Pop Century Resort for five nights Um, We were going for our anniversary, so we went the beginning of February, and we had added on the Disney dining plan. And then, um, right before our trip, in, like, late December, you want to take over? And that was my first trip ever to Disney. Yeah. I'd never even been before. (laughs) We had a conversation. I said, I don't try anything once. And so we started planning that vacation. I had no clue what to expect. Didn't know anything about anything. Other than what we'd watched, <laughs> watched or seen on TV, started watching things on Imagineering. Well, and Disney had changed so much since I was a kid. Like, back when I went as a kid, there was no fast pass system. There was no dining plan. You just kind of, like, went. I remember my mom had, like, a a Disney, um, what are, like, those unofficial guidebooks. But that was kind of it. But we kind of had a plot twist right before our trip. Do you want to talk about that? Start it up. So right before our trip at the end of December of 2019, Tony um, had unexpectedly started um, his business, had like started his business. Do you want to talk about that? So for we real guys, all right, I got fired. I got (laughs) fired from my job. Didn't know what we were going to do. I've always been a guy that kind of worked my hands, said, all right, we're going to do this thing in a roll. I'm going to start my own handmade business and... Just off and running, made it happen. It was a tough time, but it ended up getting us right before COVID started, so it was definitely crazy. But the guy let us through. We kept in a rock and roll. We did not let the Disney trip go. Yeah, and we were really like thinking at the time, like, do we still go to Disney? Because the trip was already paid for. We had the dining plan, but at the same time, like, I think anybody who started a business for themselves or anything like that. You are mean if, yeah, you're, you know, you're like, okay, realistically, how is money going to be coming in and all of that stuff? Do we still take this vacation that's costing us a couple of thousand dollars? Um, and since we already had the trip paid for, and since we already had the dining plan, which gave us dining credit, we were like, yeah, let's go. Um, so we really trusted God to kind of provide. And that trip was 
absolutely what we needed in every single way. Well, us being someone who's never been there before and going there for the first time, it was crazy fun. Yeah, and it was... Like it could. It was... I, so we got there on February 2nd. It was a Sunday, and it was actually Super Bowl Sunday. Tony is a huge Super Bowl fan. Um, so we'll have to, or football fan, we'll have to do an we'll episode. We'll do an episode on that, where to go, where to see, where to eat. That's what I was going to say. We, and we, it was so much fun. I remember we planned that trip. I worked with a travel planner and I kind of told her, you know, like, I want to, I want to immerse myself in planning and stuff. I need your help. And so she was there to kind of help me plan as much or as little as she wanted to, which is kind of what I do with my clients. But um, I had gotten a like book on planning on uh, like Walt Disney World. It's called The Unofficial Guide. It's a, um, and I got that book. I started kind of watching vlogs, but I didn't really understand what they were at the time. Um, and we literally like back then the magic Magical Express was offered. So they had the free Magic Band still. Yeah, we had the free the Magic Bands. It was so much fun. Like we got to the airport. Dropped our bags and we flew out of Austin. Dropped our bags in the Austin, like at the Southwest baggage thing in Austin. Got to Orlando and like didn't even have to worry about our bags because we just hopped on the Magical Express and then we got to our resort. Even the Magical Express was crazy to me because I'd never been on it before. Well, and I hadn't Not either. Not bags until you need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was the thing. Like you went to, so we were supposed to be staying at Pop Century. Pop Century overbooked. They moved us to Art of Animation Resort. And Disney, of course, like goes above and beyond to make up for any of these things. So we're supposed to be at Pop Century. Pop Century had just been renovated. That's part of the reason we booked it. Um, we got moved to Art of Animation. We were in a Little Mermaid room. So Little Mermaid rooms are so cute. Like for a family, they're great. But for a second anniversary, it was like we're going to be waking up in a clamshell of flounder over our head. Like that wasn't necessarily... Next to the pool. <laughs> not like a kid just... Slept on our bed and like chlorine. Yeah, it smelled like chlorine. We were like, this isn't it. We can make it happen, be fun, and enjoy it, but we we weren't feeling it. We we asked for a little something different. Yeah, and we what we did was, so we got in, I think, on Sunday afternoon, and it was like 4.30. We had our carry-ons. Of course, we didn't have to wait for our luggage because it was going to be arriving to our room. That was one of the big perks with the Magical Express is they, Disney would take your bags from the airport to your resort room for you. Like you did not have to stop and pick them up at baggage claim or anything like that unless you wanted to. So we opted to just drop our bags in Austin. They then arrived at our resort later on in the day, which was great. But like Tony said, like we were like, eh, we're not super crazy about this room, but we were kind of in a hurry to get over to Disney Springs to watch the Super Bowl. So we just threw our carry-ons in our room and then later talked to Disney or talked to a cast member at the front desk at um, Art of Animation. Of course, they like went above and beyond to like compensate. They found us a room. Yeah, they ended up. So they ended up finding us. They found us a Cars family suite later in the week. So they comped us uh, a like they comp they gave us a credit on our account for the week to make up for it. it I mean, it was just like it was such a great. If they can do something, they will make it happen. Sometimes they just can't make it happen. But more times than not, they're going to do something for you. Yeah, and they had looked at, they went above and beyond. I remember them like looking at like the Port Orleans resorts, like the moderate resorts and stuff like that. And they were like, we're so sorry, we're booked. But anyway, like I remember one of my favorite memories from that trip was we got to the boathouse. That's where we ate dinner our first night. And that's where we ate dinner the first night of every single trip. 
Um, and we were sitting there and we were watching the Super Bowl on the TVs and Tony was so happy. And I remember just like seeing the smile on his face and I was like, this is all worth it. Like all of this planning, like this is exactly what I, like what I envisioned in my head. Like it truly was turning out to be more than what I had ever envisioned. Um, (laughs) it's what Disney is about. You get to go there and be out of the real world and. What's happening at work, all that doesn't matter anymore, and you can just enjoy like being a kid, being with your family, your friends, and just doing something that you would not do anywhere else. You can't do anywhere else. Yeah, and it's such a, you know, Disney is just such a magical place. I think, like, if you follow me on TikTok, you see, like, how truly passionate I am about Disney. Um, even going there now, like, that's a part of my job, whether it's gathering content, whether it's um, planning vacations, like, all of those things, like, learning all of that stuff. I truly just love being in the atmosphere of Disney. Like whether it's Disney Springs is one of our favorite. It's always one of our favorite days of our trip because it's just it's just so much fun. So we had fun that night. And then the next day was our first day in the parks. And we went to Magic Kingdom. That was our anniversary. And I remember we went and ate at Be Our Guest for lunch. Do you remember this? And we were walking out of Be Our Guest and there's a Skyrider who like he's kind of known for riding things in the skies above the Disney parks and he was writing trust Jesus in the sky and we just like sat and thought we were like this is so perfect like, like we're is this like, guy hired to do this or what <laughs> yeah is this like a one in a million shot there? is this like a 12 o'clock showing of the sky riding like Disney's amazing but um especially if you've never seen anything at Disney ever and everything's exciting and you think it's just for you <laughs> yeah and it was like and it, it was so perfect we've seen him do that i think one other time our last trip we saw him yeah, writing like writing some different stuff love god or something like that but it just felt like okay god like it's a sign just for us like we know that this is where we're supposed we're to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, like we know that this is where we're supposed to be but it was such an amazing trip and we learned so much from that trip we had so much fun and i remember just like Every single day, it just felt like it got better. I remember, like, being on the bus on the way to Animal Kingdom and telling Tony, like, we've got to stay another day. Like, we can't leave yet. And uh, we already had jobs picked out of what we were going to do in the parks. (laughs) When we we retire or if we move there and we need a job. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, we, like, we both said that we were going to be, like, what, zookeepers at Animal Kingdom? I think we were both in Animal Kingdom looking at animals or... Talking to people about the animals. Yeah, because when I had gone to Disney with my family, it was in 1998. 1998. It was right before... Or 99. It was right before Animal Kingdom opened. We were there in February. Animal Kingdom opened in April on Earth Day of that year. So I had never been to Animal Kingdom before. So Tony and I both got to experience that together. And that was so cool to get to go to Animal Kingdom for the first time. Because it's just so immersive there. Yeah, especially seeing the tree of life for the first time. Yeah, at night, it just something you never even seen before. And like in 2020, before the closures, Animal Kingdom had an evening show. So Animal Kingdom's never had a fireworks show, obviously because of the animals. But they used to have an evening show called River of Lights, which was really cool. And I remember there was a Tarzan song, "You'll Be in My Heart," playing. And I was just sitting on the. We were standing on the bridge, and I was like, "This has been the best vacation. I don't know that we'll ever get to come back here, but I would love to one day." And I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I can like look back at things and be like, my vision was so small because this obviously turned into our lives, like kind of like a big chunk of our lives. Like what makes like not makes us happy, but like 
it's just a big chunk of our lives is Disney. And so looking back at that being like, wow, I can't believe the way that like our life is really transformed from that moment. You know, I think we talked about doing this podcast on that first trip. No, it was our second trip. Second trip. We were our second trip. We were at Coronado and we were on the bridge and you told me we should do a podcast. So that was three years ago. So what was your favorite memory from that trip? Um, who? Just one. My favorite memory from that trip, I'm trying to think, would probably be... Sometimes the first couple blur together. I know. I always say that my favorite memory from that trip was the first night at the boathouse. Like, just looking over and seeing you smiling, being like, this is going to be the best week. And it truly lived up to every single part of that. You pretty much stole mine. (laughs) So Super Bowl for me was definitely, probably, at the boathouse, but... I just had the picture of us running around like kids, but you can't run. We know. But just everywhere we went, we're just, what's here? What's there? What's yeah. in that store? What's in that park? Never seen that before. You're kind of like... So if you could, say, if you could have a bird's eye view on us, we're just kids running around. And, and I kind of feel like we're still like that, but we kind of know how to like... You've seen it before, so yeah. it's not the first time, but we still have the same look and the same feel on it. Oh, but I forgot. We got to see Patrick Mahomes in yeah. Magic Kingdom the next day. Um, so if you've never been to Disney before during Super Bowl... On the day after the Super Bowl, depending on where the Super Bowl is played at and depending on where the team is out of, it's either going to, they'll either be a, a yeah, they're either going to be like the MVP of the Super Bowl is either going to be at Disneyland or Disney World and there's a special parade. So it's going to take over like the Festival of Fantasy Parade, I guess the three o'clock parade. Um, So I had kind of done a ton of research on like into like this parade so I made sure that we were going to be in Magic Kingdom the day after the Super Bowl because I knew that's you where it was going to happen. You're scared my day if we didn't do it. Yeah. You and I, You're scared. You and, well, and some people had said, like, I was reading stuff online, um, and some people had said, like, like, do research online to, like, a, like, a minimum. Like, people online can be crazy. People are like, you need to camp out for, like, three hours for this parade. We're not gonna we're not gonna wait around for three hours. But it but we ended up being at Liberty in like we walked right into it, right? Yeah, we were in Liberty Square. We were at like the snack stand. I can't remember what that snack stand is called, like in Liberty Square. And I think we were getting like a Mickey bar or something. And Mickey bars were huge our first trip. Yeah, our first trip. I think we, we knocked some of those things out. I think we ate our weight in Mickey bars. Um, but we, you were standing there and the float just happened to be going by. It was so cool because we got to see Mickey and Patrick Mahomes on the float. Like that was just such a cool experience too. I'll have to put some of those pictures up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like if you follow us over on like Instagram, um, we're going to share like pictures from our trips and stuff like that as like kind of as we go along. So we'll be sure to share some of those. What was, um, what do you feel like your overall thoughts were on that trip? It's a big blur, but in a good way, because there's so much, and everything was the first time. Yeah, and it's I guess we're looking back at it like so. We've been to explain. we've been to Disney five times. Sensory now? overload. I think that was the, the the phrase. Sensory overload. Yeah, Disney does. So Disney, if you've never been to Disney before, Disney. I don't think you blink much during the day. No, Disney has a way of. Just incorporating all of your senses. So when you're walking down Main Street USA, you're looking at all of the buildings. You're hearing the background audio um, that's strategically placed. Blowing the smells right at you. Yeah, they're blowing like so from the confectionery, which is like the main, which is like the bakery on Main Street. Um, they're have like they're pumping out smells into the street. Like 
they're doing, they're incorporating all of your senses. Um, so it's just, yeah, it can feel like it's like sensory overload because you're just like, oh my gosh, it's sensory overload in the best way. I feel like my overall thoughts from that trip, obviously, like just like hooked us on everything. I came home and I was like, I want to be a Disney travel planner. I was like, this is what I want to do for a living. Did we book a trip before you left that one? No. Um, no, because then, so we went February 3rd, I guess like fe- early February, and then Disney closed the parks in mid-March for COVID. Um, so we, like obviously everything changed at that time. We were on our way back when we were hearing about it. Yeah, we were on, I remember we were at the airport in Orlando and you had gone to like go get food or something and there were girls behind me that were talking about the cruise ship that was stuck out in the ocean and it was being quarantined for COVID and I was like, what is going on? That's what's good about being at Disney, folks, is you can get out of that real world if you turn off your phones and there's no news, so you can't get out of it and worry about it when you get back home. But that was crazy. Yeah. and definitely, so, a, definitely a memory. We got home and obviously the entire world changed. The world felt like it was shutting down. Um, and that was definitely a good place to leave a good a good print on leaving, you know, leaving going to Disney World, coming back into the world and... When everyone's probably in the exact opposite spot in that point, we were coming off a good high. Yeah, and I feel like that's why we love Disney so much um, is because I felt we feel like God just placed Disney in our lives at like the perfect time. Like, obviously, Tony was starting a new business, and we were trusting God for that. We go on our trip, and somebody's literally writing "Trust Jesus in the sky," and then we get back, the entire world shuts down, and. While everybody is, like, consumed by the news and stuff, and don't get me wrong, like, we kind of, like, fought that, like, how much are we going to pay attention to the news every day? We also threw ourselves into listening to whether it was podcasts or vlogs or whatever it was. Still my points for later. Oh. But going back to that, when we went on that trip, it was easy to get off your phone because there wasn't Genie Plus at that trip. Yeah. Now there is, so we're on your phone, so it was easy for us to put our phones away and not look at anything all day long. So that was definitely more like... Running like a kid and not checking and wait times. And so it was definitely, definitely interesting. I was still on my phone though because we had Fast Pass. And so we would pick up Fast Pass on like the Disney World app. You didn't. This wasn't as intense. You didn't have the Disney app back then. I did. And I kind of like, we would just take turns like managing it off my phone. Um, So we obviously love that trip. It made us the Disney fans that we are today. But we also learned a few lessons that we've incorporated into our trips since then. And we wanted to kind of share them with you so you don't make the same mistakes that we did. And a lot of these you probably have, probably have heard by now, but you're still our lessons from our first trip. But we definitely, we definitely learned, maybe the hard way. Yeah. Just, we just learned it. What's your first lesson that you took away? My first one in no order. I was trying to kind of throw them in random order just in case you were might have had it. I was going random on my random. Pack all clothing options. Comfortable shoes. That's yours. No. Comfy shoes and and or an umbrella or poncho. Yes, but what we were looking around at certain times thinking, man, we should have done that. Like we sh- an umbrella is not just for it's not just for rain, but keep you out of the sun when you're in a mile long line in the sun. But what about cold weather clothes too? Tony's uh, kind of famous no. for like Tony's very like Tony's and he's very <laughs> like warm natured, so he doesn't necessarily like when we're at I'm home and wear a jacket unless it's snowing. Yeah, we went to Disney. I guess it was our second trip. We were on the plane and the weather changed, 
And we got off the plane in Orlando, and it was like 55 degrees. And Tony had packed one right. pair of jeans who, and one jacket. Who packs a jacket and, you know, jeans going to Florida? Yeah, so he had, we went to Disney. I can hear you. Comment on that one. If you, you, you pack anything other than shorts and sandals of going to Florida in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> so, Tony, we get to Disney, and it's cold. I had packed, I think, like, I packed, like, a couple of long sleeve things and a couple of pairs of leggings and then, like, shorts and t-shirts. And uh, Tony just had, like... I don't like, even think I looked at the weather. No, like, didn't Tony had packed, it, like... It definitely didn't matter at that time. Tony had packed nothing. That was the least of worries the weather. So we were, like, running through Disney Springs trying to find, like, a jacket, a long sleeve shirt. We found one. Of, they, they, they carted them out whenever weather changes real quick. And I think I got the last $70 fleece jacket or whatever on the... Little fuzzy one at Disney Springs. I yeah, found, I found one. It was light, but I found one. I remember, like we, like I, if you, uh, we'll share pictures from that trip eventually. But if you look back at that trip for the first couple of days, Tony's wearing the same pair of like the same. We were wearing the same pullover both like both days because we only had one. I would do the same thing anywhere. I <laughs> change a pullover every day of the week. Um, my first lesson that I learned. So I feel like on that trip, I really learned a lot about kind of like going with the flow more. Um, I learned plan on the front end and be flexible once you get on your vacation. This is something that I always talk to my clients about. I'm big about this. I've had several people like I've have clients reach out to me or I have people reach out to me on TikTok and ask like, hey, um, can you do an itinerary for me for a trip? I'll help make suggestions for you. But it's really important to me that you make your vacation your vacation. Um on that first trip, like, I tried to kind of plan, like, okay, these are all the things that we should do, and I remember, like, getting there, and I remember we had, like, dining reservations at Boathouse for dinner the first night. The next day, we had breakfast reservations at the plaza that morning to get in the Magic Kingdom early, and then we had a dining reservation at Skipper's Canteen for dinner that night. We ended up canceling the plaza breakfast reservations, which I still regret that because they don't offer those anymore, and not because the breakfast food is amazing it's just like mickey waffles and stuff but because you got to be in like the park in the morning atmosphere with that said i learned quickly like plan on the front end and be flexible with the plans if your party ends up not wanting to go to a dining reservation that's fine cancel it like that's totally fine it's always better to me to like make these dining reservations and then you can cancel them and just go with the flow once you're on vacation don't forget it's your vacation that's a long one that, you, you stole one mine too. That was a good one. I said, be prepared for things and not go as planned. <laughs> Obviously, I started out that way. Room changes. True. I mean, that was another one I had. Those learn learn about Disney before you go. It's awesome to be prepared and be in. You know, learn about stuff and have everything planned. Be prepared. Okay, moving on. Lost my thought. Um. But then uh, on the other uh, flip side, it is fun to be spontaneous though and not have a plan for a day or two and just flip a coin and where you're going to eat dinner or what you're going to do but teach us some yeah some people that might get a little might freak you out i guess we've learned, we and we do that that's like one of my favorite memories from some of our trips is um i think it's on our animal kingdom day because the animal kingdom typically closes earlier what we'll do is we don't have a dining reservation that night and I think it was a, it's the last two times we've been to Animal Kingdom. We have just played like rock, paper, scissors or like Tony has like a heads or tails app on his phone um, that he'll download. And 
Kind of a big deal. Well, uh, last time we we were like, okay, the first bus we see is the bus we're getting on and we are going to that resort to eat dinner. When you're going to Disney, you can go to any resort to dine at. So you can kind of like resort hop and see different resorts. And it's a really fun way to do that. Last time we got on the bus, it was the Contemporary and Wilderness Lodge bus. And we were like, okay, whatever, but whatever resort it stops at first, that's where we're getting off. And so we got off at Wilderness Lodge and we ended up eating dinner at Geyser Point Bar and Grill. And then we um, we got to like eat dinner there and watch the fireworks. It was such a fun experience. My next one is always plan a resort day during your vacation. Um, that first trip was really go, go, go for us. So we had five nights, one day in each of the parks. And I remember telling Tony at the end of that trip, like, my dogs are barking. And Tony's like, how old are you? But <laughs> that's where I got my first one from. We were we were we were the people soaking our feet in the tub when we got back to our resort that night. Because at that time we didn't really we didn't really walk a whole lot miles and have our comfy little running shoes like we do now. We were we were unprepared for the amount of miles. Yeah, and it, so what Tony and what Tony was saying right now, and then what also like we had talked about earlier with like sensory overload when you're at Disney. It's so fun to have a day outside of the parks to sleep in. And you kind of need that time to like decompress your senses. Just each of the resorts has so much to do. Whether you're staying in a value resort or staying in a deluxe resort, there's so many different things you can do during your vacation. You're spending money to stay at that resort. Like take advantage of just spending a day at the resort, whether you go to Disney Springs, whether you hop to different resorts, whatever that is. Um, plan a day to just like relax and spend time at the resort. So that ties into my next one that you stole again. Slow down. Remember, <laughs> it's a vacation, and you're not gonna see it all, which everyone's probably heard by now. Yeah. I mean, because at the end, of the day, we do feel like we've been tossed around in a blender in a good way, but you still don't remember to slow down and have a vacation. You know. I think I think our first trip was the most like that I think incorporating a resort day into our vacation since then has kind of made it has made it feel more like a vacation sometimes we'll do two resort days it just depends on how long we're staying at Disney um my third lesson I learned is you will walk miles take comfy shoes it's kind of like what Tony talked about earlier we literally were soaking our feet in a bathtub after the second day at Disney we went to Magic Kingdom the first day Epcot the second day we got back to Art of Animation, to Cars Family Suite, and we both had our feet in the bathtub. Like, And at that time, we probably walked each park six times because we had probably no, <laughs> no plan. We went back, back for circle around, back to the other place we were just at, back around the other side. So we probably circled each park six to eight times, probably. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes into... So find steps on that year. <laughs> yeah, and Epcot is the biggest park. So... In terms of space. So it's easy to, in the front of the park, it's called like, what, World Celebration, World Nature, World Discovery now. It used to be called Future World. Um, And in the back of the park is World Showcase. And so it's easy to kind of like go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But there's so much walking in between. There's also boats that you can take that will take you from World Showcase to the front of Epcot. We have actually never yeah, done that. Never been on still. Um, because we don't... Going back to my last point, you're <laughs> never going to see or do it all. Yeah. Always be something that you have not done. Yeah. What's your next point? Next point. Money, money, money. Be prepared. <laughs> you will always have unexpected stuff that comes up. Extra 
merch you want to buy. So just be prepared, have an extra couple of bills in your back pocket or, you know, something's going to happen. Just because it's paid for before you get there, don't expect that to be it. <laughs> Especially if you got kids, there's going to be more. Yeah. I, I'm kind of famous for... So that first trip, we had the dining plan. The nice thing about having the dining plan is you can go into any restaurant and let's say you're sitting at a table service restaurant and you're going to use one of your credits. You can go into, um, I'm trying to think, Skipper's Canteen at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And you can you can choose the most expensive thing on the menu and it's not going to cost you anything. Um, we'll have to do an episode on like how to maximize the dining plan too because I think that's one of the best ways to do that is like if you're going to choose the most expensive option, obviously don't make yourself like just eat a bunch of food you don't need, but um, you can choose to eat. What did you get last time we were at Scooper Canteen? We'll do a, we'll do an episode on that and we'll put down what we got and see how much you can get out of it and how it's changed now. What, what it is now though, it's a little different. Yeah, but like I think that that's just like, I don't know, that's just one of the things that we love too because I... I don't like to go on vacation and be on a budget for food. Like we ball out on on food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're food people. We're food people. We like good food. Like we don't we're like not bring goldfish in our backpack. No, we're and just, it's just not us. I can be <laughs> kind of goldfish. picky with food. That's just kind of who I am. Like I, I like to eat like good healthy food. We're adventurous. Yeah, so we like to be adventurous too. So that's probably skippers is right in our alley. Yeah, and that's I guess that's something too about Disney that we love is like. Especially Epcot. We will try everything. Is the adventure. So on our first trip, I remember planning out our dining. And I was looking. I was like, oh my gosh, we can eat African food. We can eat Latin food. We can eat Mexican food. Like we have tons of Mexican food in Texas, but Latin food is different. Like we can eat um, Asian food. There's all these different options. And so I strategically kind of chose our dining based off of, okay, if we're eating American food, like uh, we can get American food anywhere. If we're eating American food one day, I don't want us to just eat all American food. I want us to eat, like, all different types of food. Do you remember I that? we packed on a couple of pounds. Uh, back yeah. Back then, we kind of so lived... All the walking did not... Didn't, didn't really no, I weighed nine pounds more when we got back than I weighed when we left. That's a choice. <laughs> you worked hard to get there. Yeah, I worked hard. I we, got our, we got our money's worth. Though. I ate a lot of Mickey bars. But like Tony said, we weren't necessarily, like, we didn't walk as much back then. We weren't necessarily, you were active, but I wasn't necessarily as active then. I think after that trip, we purposely walked a couple miles. Yeah. Daily. Yeah, I wasn't, like, Tony. priming ourselves for our next trip already. Tony's, like, as a side note, like, he um, is, like, a NASM certified personal trainer. So he's always, like, he used to teach, like, boot camp classes and stuff like that. I was never really into all that. Um, I've gotten more into like health and fitness and things like that in the last couple of years. And if you follow me on Instagram, I talk about like food choices and stuff all the time. So we try to incorporate that into Disney and there's a lot of things. You can eat really good and real healthy in, in Disney. Yeah, you can. Like, um, one of my favorite things is Skipper Canteen has sustainable fish with, um, sauteed vegetables. It's so good. Or you can choose to eat like hamburgers and chicken strips your entire trip. Like you can really make it your own. Um, my next lesson that I learned kind of ties into yours. Take time to slow down. That's one of the things that I talk about frequently on TikTok. And a lot of people don't talk about that. Like this is your vacation. Some of our favorite memories from Disney happen when we slow down. I think like over at Animal Kingdom, just watching the um, performers, the entertainers in, is it Africa? 
Um, If you're rushing from attraction to attraction, so let's say you're trying to get on Expedition Everest and then you're just rushing to get on Safari or... Sometimes that is fun to do. We do the same. Yeah, we do the same thing. Not the whole time. But take time to slow down. Um, One of my like things that I always recommend to my clients is pick three to five attractions in each park and those are your must-do attractions for your family. Once you've achieved those attractions, then all the rest of it is gravy. Like that's just like extra stuff on the like on the top. Like we love stopping to watch the Dapper Dans in Magic Kingdom. Well, it goes kind of like well, kind of my last one. Where I kind of mentioned earlier is when you learn about Disney, like we did, you can slow down and you can appreciate it because you know the history behind it. We'll do obviously, I'm sure, a bunch of episodes on history and Walt and all that. But when you know any things you see and where it came from and how you know. Walt has hand on this or that or just, you know, makes it a lot more enjoyable and fun instead of just looking at, you know, a random wall poster and thinking it was something just somebody made up in the in the back just for fun. Everything's got, like, a purpose and it has hit the hidden Mickeys. There's just so much going on. Yeah, and hidden Mickeys, if you don't know, are um, Mickey silhouettes that are hidden into, like, paintings or attractions, Everywhere. hotels, restaurants. Um, so it's going to be like three circle shapes that make a Mickey head. We've seen them in concrete before at Disney Springs on the sidewalk or um, in a painting at Coronado Springs in um, res- in restaurants and attractions. Um, we kind of see them everywhere. Tony actually draws them everywhere. Um, like when we're at home, like whether it's like if my car's dusty, he'll draw like a Mickey or something like that. Shower doors and, and car windows. <laughs> yeah. And I, think, I know somebody does not like Disney. I'll put it on there. Yeah. Like, I will like be like walking so with family or something like that. that. And like, they'll like be like, oh, there's a Mickey on the back of my car. Um, my, yeah. what? So what do you got? One more? Yeah. My last lesson that I wrote down is don't fill your, res- your trip with reservations. We kind of already talked about that, but um, I know that it's Disney has over 400 different places to grab food from on your vacation. That's including snack stands in the parks. But that's to say there's a lot of different places you can grab food from. It would be easy to fill your trip with reservations. Well, now when this podcast comes out, though, they've changed it so you can actually cancel yeah, you, two days before. No, you can cancel two hours, two hours before. before. It used to be you so, had to cancel your dining reservations up may not 24 be a bad thing in advance. I have a bunch, but don't be that guy who hoards them, but you know. Yeah. At least it's an option. But, like, it it can be overwhelming for your family to have three dining reservations in a day, two dining reservations in a day. Um, sometimes we don't have any dining reservations in our day. And because there's a lot of places, like, there's quick service places that have um, great, like, dining options. So my last one I have, it's one everyone's probably known, heard, or <laughs> probably learned by now. Water's free. Always look mm. for the water. Kind of like bathrooms. Always be little, don't, don't pass the bathroom. Don't ever pass a water joint. And always have, make sure somebody has a container on them that you can carry around. Because the worst thing being somewhere in a hot line and you've got nothing to drink. Especially especially if you're going in the warmer months of the year. We like to get like a souvenir. A souvenir tumbler jug. Whatever you want to call it for. The, where we're staying or something cool like that. I mean, or just a regular water bottle. But When we go... So we typically go um, around our anniversary in February, like early February, and then we also typically go in September. When we go in February, do we always have a water bottle on us or no? I think you do. I don't like carrying anything. <laughs> Tony doesn't. 
Tenny usually, like, we usually so have... she doesn't even let my wallet in her backpack. <laughs> well, we take turns carrying our back. We take turns carrying the backpack. Um, so I have, like, a Stony Clover, like, backpack that we use. Um, or I have, like, a Stony Clover, like, jumbo fanny pack that we use in the parks. Um, and we, like, I'll use the Stony yeah, Clover fanny pack. always got to have a backpack or something. Just to throw your little umbrella in, just your little, you know, many medication or we, your water bottle. When we go in February, you don't... So if you go in the cooler months of the year, you're not necessarily going to have to bring, like, an umbrella because it doesn't typically rain as much. You're not going to, like, be out in the sun if you go... But it depends on the weather, too, with that said. Yeah, the sun. Um, yeah you're going to be in the sun, but it's not going to be, like, like... So when we go in September, it's, it's warmer. And having that umbrella packed, like, to get out of the shade is, just, like, a really good idea. Um... But for our first trip, I think that was majority of our big takeaways. There's probably a couple more in there. Yeah, those are the big ones, the high hitters. Yeah, I got, and I guess like just, we learned so much from that trip. We've learned so much from like other trips to come um, that we since then that we've been on. But we'll kind of incorporate things as we go. Um, but we hope those tips that we learned from our first trip will just help enhance it, the magic of your vacation, whether it's your first vacation to Disney World, your hundredth vacation, there's always new things that you can incorporate. Um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes or questions you'd like us to answer, go ahead and give us a follow at Double Dose of Disney Fam. We're either on Instagram or TikTok and just drop us a DM. Um, also, if you could please leave us a review on your favorite, um, podcast platform, um, just drop us a review there, go ahead and give us a follow and download the episodes that would do a huge favor to us, um, for producing the podcast, but we will see you right back here next Wednesday for another episode. We'll see y'all guys next time.